When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're rocking and rolling on a Monday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast at his office in Jersey. I'm Stormy Bonatoni, live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas in about 15 minutes. We will talk Titans with Teron Davenport, ESPN NFL Nation. Reporter covers the team closely. Get the latest on all things D-Hop. Finding his new home in Nashville. We'll also hear from our wide receiver one here at VEASAN, Mike Pritchard, a little bit later in the hour as well. But we're going to start things off with some NFL headlines. It's franchise tag deadline day, which means... Some news up in the air as it pertains to two stud running backs in the league. It's time for Step Into My Office. The appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? Got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business. It's time you and me had a private talk when you're stepping into my office. And Step Into My Office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Mr. Lombardi will indeed see you now. We begin with Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. Michael, a few days ago, told local reporter Paloma Villacana that if he does not get a deal done by the 4 p.m. Eastern deadline today, he will sit out at training camp if the stalemate continues and no deal is done. Is that the right play for Jacobs, who's coming off a career year and led the NFL in rushing yards? Michael Lombardi will see you now, Josh Jacobs. Well, Josh, look, you've come a long way in a year, right? This time last year, they didn't pick up your fifth option, fifth-year option. You actually played in the Hall of Fame game, which is kind of a little bit insulting, just a little bit, that you had to play in that game to show what you could do. And then you had the most magnificent season of all running backs. 16, 340 carries, really contributed in the passing game, did some unique things. And, you know, if you can't get a deal done, I could not argue with you not going to camp or not signing your tender. We know this about the franchise tag. There's no negotiation after 4 o'clock today. 
So you're not going to turn down the $10.1 million. So make sure that you sign your contract when you can get to camp, when you're not going to play in the preseason games, because there's no way they're going to play you in the preseason game. The most important thing for you isn't that they haven't given you the contract. It's being able for you to have another great year so that you can continue your earning power and you can continue to have this incredible ability to make this kind of money. Yeah. And I would stop worrying about helping other people and just worry about helping Josh Jacobs because there was a reason to pick up your tag, right? There was a reason to get the fifth year. There was some uncertainty off the field, injury history. Once you put that all away, you're going to make a lot of money, and it's all going to come down to this next season. Yep, had a league-best 1,653 rushing yards in 2022, a career-high 12 touchdowns. His rushing yards total this year, 1,049.5, even money to the over. Touchdown sitting at 8.5, but behind Jacobs on the Raiders' current depth chart, Zamir White, Amir Abdullah, Brandon Bolden, who all last year combined the three of them for 156 yards and no touchdowns. So without Josh Jacobs, life would be hard for their new quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Raiders get the deal done before the season starts, and hopefully you don't have to hold out for too long. A running back even more critical to the success of his offense in 2023, Saquon Barkley, is next on your schedule here. Michael, he too, complete disinterest in signing the franchise tag right now, according to a recent report from Diana Rossini. His availability for week one will be in serious question if he doesn't get the long-term deal done. If Saquon is sitting in your office today, what's the advice that you give him? I think, Saquon, you've got to really understand this. You turn down this deal they're offering you. Can you stay healthy? And how much more money would you make in the open market if you didn't take this deal? I think you have to look at the alternative. I think you have to look at second-order thinking. If I take this deal, it may not be perfect today, but I'm guaranteed a lot of money in the future. But if I turn this down and I happen to have durability issues, which I've had in the past, that could jeopardize your future earning power. And playing the running back position, we know it can really create problems. And if they're offering you a contract that's as close to, which I understand it is, or above Nick Chubb, I would urge you to take that deal because you have not played to the level that Chubb has played. You've got a great media perception behind you, and you're a good player, there's no doubt. You're not as good as Josh Jacobs, but you're a good player. However, you also have an injury history to you. You missed an entire season one year. You can't pass down a golden egg. You gotta take it, because yes, it looks like the alternative could be better, but I don't think it's going to be. I think you put yourself at too much risk. All reports right now that both sides are not optimistic that they'll be able to get a deal done by the deadline today. We'll see how things shake out because Saquon Barkley is such a critical piece of the Giants' offense and potential success. But I did love the conversation that you and Femi had, I believe it was yesterday, with Pat Leonard talking about how tough the Giants' schedule is this year compared to last year and that even with Saquon, it's going to be really, really hard to compete and to compete for a potential playoff spot this year. So good food for thought. Let's don't move. tell Giants fans that, I'm Stormy. Sh- I don't, don't want tell them coming Gi- for me Giant on Twitter fans, like they don't come tell for you. Them that. you know what? They're <laughs> mad at me. You need to stay out of this fight. Let them have their anger towards me. You stay out of this fight. I'm going to step aside. I like to be liked. What can I say? Having a, a nice, fun time with Step Into My Office here on the Lombardi Line, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Next into the office of our guy, Mike Vrabel, the Tennessee Titans head coach. They obviously signed over the last 24 hours, or like expected to sign, excuse me, not pen to paper just yet. But DeAndre Hopkins looks like he's coming to the Music City. Tennessee finished last season on a seven-game losing streak. 
which cost their former GM his job in steps, Rand Carthen. This is his big first signing. How can Mike Vrabel lead the Titans to contend for the AFC South this season, knowing all the love is going to the Jags? Well, I think Mike Vrabel knows more than anything I could tell him that just be Mike Vrabel. I mean, your ability to coach, your ability to strategize game week in after week out has proven to be effective. And you've not always had the best team, but you've had the best game strategy of anybody. And I would continue to do that. You're built, you know who you are. One of the things that is the challenge when you deal with the NFL is understanding who you are. Everybody wants to be a little bit of something. They want to be able to do this and do that and do this and do that. When in reality, you know exactly who you are. You're going to run the football. You're going to run play action. And you know Ryan Tannehill is going to be your starting quarterback. You know he's the best chance you have to get to 9, 10 wins and win the South. And I wouldn't put it past you. Your defense is good enough. Your defense has improved from last year. Will you miss David Long? Yeah, I think you will. But I think the other pieces around this team can really be effective. And the way you manage the game... And with Hopkins here to help you convert third downs, Hopkins averages 60 first downs per year in his career. You're going to need those 60 first downs, and it'll hopefully allow Burks to grow and develop as he moves forward. So I, I don't. I think the best thing you have going for you, Mike Vrabel, is the noise out there not counting you out, because I would never count you out. Speaking of noise, the New York Jets feel like there's going to be a lot of noise around them now that Hard Knocks is coming to town this preseason. You got Robert Sala, head coach of the Jets, stepping into your office today. His quarterback recently told reporters the NFL forced Hard Knocks down their throats. It's not something they want to do. How can Sala make the most of the spotlight this preseason on HBO's Hard Knocks? You know, I, I think instead of fighting it, I think you need to join it. You know, Run to the Roar is a book. And run to the roar would be the best thing Robert Sala could do. Is you take all the you take all the heat. You become the focal point of it, not in a in a glamorous way, but you basically get everything go through you, and you demonstrate to the Jet fandom all these people that want to peek inside of your facility there in Florham Park. You can take them inside and show them what kind of head coach you are. Show them how you're going to coach the offense, coach the defense, coach the kicking game, how you're going to get your offensive line, which has a new offensive line coach, to play at a higher level, how you're going to help Nathaniel Hackett grow and develop, and how you're going to plan the first half of the season. Because we know this, the schedule is very difficult. And what are you going to do to change defensively? We had Brian Costello on yesterday, and he, like me, doesn't believe your defense is as elite as everybody suspects because they haven't played against a lot of great quarterbacks. I mean, Robert, do you realize in the last eight games of the season you only forced two turnovers the entire year? The entire eight games of the season you only forced two turnovers with this elite defense. I think if you show people that you know what's going on and you're going to handle it and you're just not a rah-rah guy, you can endear yourself to the fan base instead of having hard knocks become a hindrance to you. I love that. And these teams are all used to cameras in the facility. Plus, if you are in New York, period, you're used to the spotlight, be able to handle it. Last one yeah. here, Austin Eckler, running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. Earlier this offseason, he agreed to $1.7 in incentives to his six-and-a-quarter million salary this year. And on the Rich Eisen Show, expressed concern for other running backs and what's happening in the market. Take a listen. Let's see what the real value add to a team is. You know, if I'm if I'm looking at some of the backup receivers out here that are still making more than me, and that's that's going to piss me off, right? I'm I'm a little bit I'm like, okay, wait a minute. 
So you're telling me these people are the, are the number three receiver is going to make more than me, and I'm the starter. I get more carries. I touch the ball more. I have more of an impact. Um, it, it causes us to question, right? We're going to fight for that. We're going to fight for, hey, I'm bringing more value to the team than this person. I think I should be compensated for that. Talk them off a ledge. Agree or disagree. Running backs that have an impact in the pass game deserve to be compensated more. He's stealing my line. I'm with you. I'm a spokesman for the cause. I believe you. I agree with you. I agree completely with you. It's an injustice that Keenan Allen's making twenty million a year, and you're only making six. I drive to the stadium. I'm worried about you. I'm not worried about Keenan Allen. I agree with you. I don't know what to do. I think you got to get some of these analytical people out of the game. I love that though. Keenan Allen's making twenty million. I'm making six. That doesn't seem fair. To your point about Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro making fifteen million, and Josh Jacobs is fighting for a contract. What are we doing here? OBJ. God knows how much money that man's making, and Saquon's here trying to get a deal when an offense has worked around him. It can't end. Awesome addition yeah. of Step Into My Office. Michael, you crushed it with the advice. Sometimes it's not what you want to hear. It's what you need to hear, and Michael Lombardi's going to dish it out as he sees fit. We are taking a quick break when we return back to the DeAndre Hopkins conversation and the Tennessee Titans with NFL Nation reporter for ESPN, Teron Davenport. Stick around. So much more to come on Hour 2 of the Lombardi Line. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? If you drive over the speed limit, there's lots of different sounds that you might hear. Drive too fast and you could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of ambulances and first responders desperately trying to free you from wreckage. You could hear the beeps of a heart monitor, doctors and nurses in an emergency room as you're treated for your injuries. You could also hear the sound of worried family members in a hospital waiting room or people crying at a funeral. Because if you drive over the speed limit, whether by a lot or by a little, you can do damage that's beyond repair. You could seriously injure yourself or worse, hurt or even kill someone. When you speed, you put everyone on the road in danger. One way or another, speeding catches up with you paid for by NHTSA. This is the Lombardi line as we welcome you back to VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi, Stormy Tony with you. And as we continue to break down the news and notes of the NFL, excited to bring in Teron Davenport, ESPN NFL Nation reporter who has been covering the Titans and the situation with DeAndre Hopkins coming over to Nashville very closely. Welcome in, Teron. Happy to have you with us. And, and before we get to just what this edition means for the Tennessee Titans, how did we get here? Because I feel like just a couple of days ago, the Chiefs were gaining steam. We know he paid, paid a visit to the New England Patriots a month ago as well. Why was it the Titans and how did we get to this point? Well, I tell you what, at the end of the day, you know what talks and you know what walks. <laughs> and the Titans presented the money. And I mean, it's a two-year deal, $26 million. He's getting the $12 million guaranteed in the first year. And there's escalators that will push it up to 15 million and they're very attainable ones so i think when you look at that you pair it with the presentation i know i'm talking to people in the building they said that they were very confident in the visit they put him in one of the mercedes sprinter vans shuffled him around nashville they took him to the cmas and uh when he left he on the social media he said nashville is a vibe and it was enough of a vibe for him to sign uh, and enough of a, enough of the green stuff too, Teron. I mean that that's the most that's important. Right. So how does how does this you know look? I mean they're still catching up to the AJ Brown not signing him. But how much of an influence do you think Ryan Tan? How happy is Ryan Tannehill knowing that he's got somebody he can throw the ball to? And then I want to ask you this: on all the betting markets, they don't list the Titans starting quarterback. Is this really an open competition? No, it's not an open competition. Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback. And in Washington, OTAs and minicamp, there's a clear, clear difference. So that's the case there. Um, they need to catch up with what's going on over there at St. Thomas Sports Park. But as far as DeAndre Hopkins coming to the Titans and helping Ryan Tannehill, I mean, listen, this guy had one drop on 96 targets last year. The Titans were 28th in the league in drop rates. So that right there is the difference. But then – it also allows you to, to have that YOLO mindset, right? You only live once. DeAndre Hopkins is down there somewhere, and you could just throw it to him. And if you go back to, to uh, A.J. Brown's last year, 2020, um, or 2021, rather, excuse me, with the Titans, there was a, a Thursday night game against the 49ers, and consistently on third downs. In fact, A.J. set the record for most receptions on third down in a game, and Tannehill just kept going to him and going to him. And I think that's the type of, you know, secure pass catcher that he'll have in, in DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I'm not comparing the two at all. I'm just comparing the situation. So that would definitely help. But then you also look at just the ability to, to work off a of play action. 
he's a guy that, you know, can dominate in that way as well. And that's where Tannehill is at his best. Yeah, and I also love for the wide receiver room in general with the young Traylon Burks there to have a veteran presence like him. To your point about Ryan Tannehill, Hopkins is the type of player that we use that phrase can make you right, can make a quarterback right with the things that he can do. Uh, Were you surprised, though, that it was a two-year deal? I think a lot of people, myself included, thought it was going to be a one-year OBJ type of a situation. Were you surprised at the two-year deal? Yeah, I was surprised that it was a two-year deal. And uh, I know, uh, Michael Lombardi, you had said, you know, recently that the Titans were going to have to stretch a little bit to be able to make the deal happen. And that's one of the ways that they probably were able to do it. So uh, I was surprised. Welcome aboard the Metro Are you at the airport, Teron? How are you today? <laughs> Traveling while you're talking to us? I, I literally am. I just touched down in L.A. And uh, you know, I wasn't going to pass up the opportunity. <laughs> Appreciate you taking the there time. There you go. We I'm, love that. Yeah, we heard in the background some announcement. I was like, that sounds like an airport announcement. Go ahead, Michael. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, no, I think it's awesome. I appreciate you doing yeah. that. Yeah, I, I just think to me the Titans were the only team really at serious cash in this, and they needed them. I mean, desperation. So let's talk Traylon Burks, right? What have you seen from him in the mini camps, the OTAs? Do you expect him to have a breakthrough year? Yeah, I really do. And I tell you what, the mental part of the game is so underrated. A lot of people don't really understand that. You know, all these guys at this level, they're talented, but it's when you are connected mentally, that's when you really escalate your game to another level. And I say all that to say this, Traylon Burks has a different air of confidence with him. It's a different swagger, and you could tell that he's feeling himself, and I think that's a really good thing. And then just in watching him, you know, he's leaner, he's quicker, he's faster. He's making all kinds of plays and OTAs and minicamp, you know, so that's a good thing. But you have to take it for what it is. They're not wearing pads and, you know, the the DBs aren't able to press and stuff like that. But I I still, you know, I go back to uh, the Monday night game against the Packers. You look at him going. Well, dang. Unfortunately, it sounds like we lost him. The airport terminals, maybe he's on the bus. That thing can take a toll. But I I, I agree what he was saying, though, um, when it comes to Traylon Burks. What do you feel, Michael? Well, I I mean, look, he's a big guy, big body guy, explosive, uh, can play it on the outside at Arkansas. And, you know, the game moves fast. And when you come from an offense like Arkansas with Kendall Bryles, which you're just really running routes, and it's not it's not the same as the NFL, that, that learning curve's a little steeper. Mm-hmm. And I think Hopkins will help him yeah. because Hopkins is going to get all the attention, right? Like, you're going to go in the game and say, look, if we take Hopkins out of the game, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll let Burks beat us, and then we'll let Westbrooks beat us. So I, I think that'll really help him. And, look, he's got to take a giant mother may I step forward he was the third leading receiver on the team last year and you know at least he got his feet wet only one touchdown but at least he got himself acquainted with the offense Teron sorry we lost you glad to have you back though with us which I guess as we push this forward though with with the Titans where do they fit in that AFC North right now are they the the number two in your opinion behind Jacksonville yeah I think they're honestly 1A I I don't really put Put uh, Jacksonville ahead of them. To, to be honest with you, um, you look at last year. You know, with Josh Dobbs as the quarterback, they were a questionable uh, call away from winning the division. So I think we have Tannehill until you have Harold Landry back for the pass uh, pass rushing, and 
you know, Arden Key left Jacksonville and came to the Titans. I think it's it's very close as far as uh, the separation, if any at all. You know, so uh, it's going to be interesting watching that. You got to remember, Jacksonville is now playing that first place schedule, and the Titans have one of the easiest schedules in the league. I believe it's the fourth easiest. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't understand it, Teron. I don't know why Jacksonville is – look, that's a 17-10 to 10 game down there, and Josh Allen makes the play, and, you know, they've, they've tried to fix the offensive line. They were playing Joshua Dobbs. And like you said, if Tannehill and, and this Spears kid – talk about the two-lane running back, Spears, which I, I think gives game. them that great one-two punch they haven't had. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought him up, and. It's fun watching him in practice. Every time he touches the ball, he sprints to the end zone. You know, that's a throwback type of approach to practice. But even just looking at what they're doing with him, he's an underrated pass catcher. So you'll see him, you know, featured in the passing game as well. But, I mean, what about him? Because they, they joke about him not having an ACL in one of his knees. But I tell you what, he could put his foot in the ground and get a field in a hurry, you know, and he's – Super quick. You know, I joked with him. I told him he accelerates like a Tesla, you know, and that's the way the way it is with him. So he's an exciting player, uh, very durable. You saw what he did at, at Tulane. And then down in the senior bowl, he really impressed. So uh, he's definitely going to be a part of it. I usually, for ESPN as a sideline reporter, cover a lot of Pac-12. And last year I got on the American beat and had like four Tulane games. So I met Tajay a couple times and he just seems like an awesome kid. He was always yeah. dynamic yeah. and so fun to watch. So I'm, I'm really excited for him. Teron, I wish we had more time with you, but thank you so much for doing this. And Great I, job, and Teron. maneuvering the airport. I know it's hard. Yeah, no, thank you, and I appreciate uh, you having me on. I apologize for the background noise. No, you're great. Awesome stuff there from Teron um, Davenport, at T Davenport underscore NFL on Twitter. You give him a follow there. I still, by the way, Michael, have not got on threads, and I hear it's going downhill. So I think I'm going to stay away from the new social media platform. Are you? Uh, I, I think I I think I signed it, but I you haven't did? done anything with it. I, I I got way too many things. I, I between Instagram and Twitter, I, I mean I'm exhausted with social media. You know, and, and how many how many more venues can you be called an idiot that you just welcomely could join? I mean seriously, <laughs> like I mean yeah, like, I how don't many need more platforms. Yeah, I don't need any more. I don't need any more times to be called an idiot by some guy in his underwear in his basement in Des Moines. The keyboard warriors, as they say. And plus, you know, Michael, me too. I'm over 30 now. We're in this phase where social media, yeah. it's too much for me. I don't want to learn something new. I'm that old lady now. In media years, I'm like, what, 62? Got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You'll get the daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the vsin.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard as well where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has a hot hand. For VSIN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Only 19 bucks. vsin.com slash subscribe. You also get the new NFL betting guide that came out a couple weeks back, the college football betting guide that's approaching. Lots of great stuff coming out. This is basically, the Lombardi line has been essentially today the DeAndre Hopkins hour, and we are 
rolling along here with a little bit more wide receiver talk as our wide receiver one joins the program. Mike Pritchard, VEASAN lead NFL analyst, spent near a decade in the NFL. Happy to have you with us as you always do on a Monday, Pritch. But DeAndre Hopkins, the newest member of the Tennessee Titans, like it, love it. How do you feel? Well, I'm. I don't love it. I like it. I like it for. DeAndre I should have Hopkins. added. Don't like it. I guess I should have given a third option. <laughs> yeah, will it make a difference? How about that one too? Add, add that one in there. But yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, for DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he accomplished what he needed to do as a player, and that's create a market. Uh, you know, anytime you can have more than one team vying for your services, uh, now you have a market, uh, and then okay, take it from there. You know, which team is going to outbid the other uh, for your services? And it was it was interesting to note that both um, situations for DeHop were familiar ones, whether it was O'Brien uh, or Vrabel, uh, certainly. So now I'll transfer that to the field, the quarterback situation. I, I think they're equal. Uh, you got situations in both locations, the Patriots, the, Mac Jones has to prove himself again in different ways. And then Tannehill, uh, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, is he going to be, be beat out uh, from another player, uh, Levis or, or Malik? I mean, you just never know. But, uh, for DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, it's a situation where he got the money. Uh, is he going to make a difference from a betting standpoint? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't disagree, uh, Mike. I, but, I mean, I think he did what he needed to do, right? He had a market. They were desperate. I mean, think about that team without – hop on it without Hopkins who you know is Burks ready to be the guy I mean I think that's it, it gives them a fighting chance and we just had uh Teron Underwood on the beat writer for the Tennessee Titans and he clearly thinks Tannehill not not thinks he knows Tannehill's the starter okay yeah well I mean Tannehill he's got to survive I mean certainly if he is the starter um you know I, I think what he brings to the table with with D Hop, it'd be interesting. You know, we I think the Titans just went through this though, uh, and this is when they were predominantly eleven personnel with Downing. Uh, you know, when they had Julio Jones and AJ Brown and and Tannehill and Derrick Henry, uh, it's like they want to follow the same blueprint, but they have a different offense coordinator now. Passing game coordinator turns into offense coordinator, so you know maybe they want to uh, utilize the skill set of DeAndre Hopkins, but. Uh, I think we've all dissected that, dissected that right now. You know, he's not uh, his best days, his best playmaking days are in the rearview mirror. Uh, I think for what he is moving forward, yes, he's a number one target for Tennessee, but is that going to make a difference when you're talking about a competitive level on the field uh, against the teams that the Tennessee Titans need to beat this year? Yeah, when you talk about his age, it's almost like this is what we're used to seeing from the Tennessee Titans for whatever reason. They get the aging star once he's past his prime, Julio Jones, Randy Moss, Andre Johnson. But uh, hopefully there is enough left in the tank that DeAndre Hopkins does make a difference and it ends up being a beneficial thing for the Tennessee Titans. Which And, and I would go to Pritch, you and Michael on this one, with A.J. Brown and everything that happened with them not paying him now they're put in a situation where they probably have to overpay for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins at a different point in his career. Why is this theme of overpaying receivers like stood out so much this offseason in particular? Michael, you want that one first? or? <laughs> well, I, I think it started with Christian Kirk getting that huge deal from yeah. Jacksonville. You know, I think that kind of started the ball rolling. And I think the hardest part, Mike, you can talk about this, is I looked at your list, and I like your list a lot. I think it's hard for people to understand who is truly a number one receiver and who's just a really good receiver, right? 
And right. what's happened to some of those really good receivers are getting paid like number one guys. Uh, and that's kind of what happens in the marketplace. But for me, I would rather play Josh Jacobs than some of these guys that are considered two and three receivers. Yeah, you know what? We're in a time where a slip screen to a wide receiver is an extension of the running game, like option football, I like to call it, right? And uh, I don't know uh, if organizations are viewing that position like that. Uh, I think you have a distinct advantage if you can split out a running back uh, in a certain personnel package and you truly have a mismatch uh, out there. And, and there's a number of running backs in which you can do that, right? And uh, I think, you know, you know, for overpaying a wide receiver or in this situation, you're right, Stormy. It, it's fascinating to me that teams will try to follow the same blueprint over and over and over again. I mean, what's that? Uh, saying about beating your head against the wall or, or doing the same thing, expecting different results. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's insanity. It really is. But uh, maybe the Titans think it's going to be different this time. You know, I, I guess that's why they keep doing it. But uh, I, I like the different personnel groupings. Uh, I like to use, utilize uh, skill sets of, of a lot of different people uh, and create mismatches that way. And, and when you find teams that are able to do that, they're efficient. Uh, and, and certainly uh, it's, it's difficult for a defense to cover. I mean, I think from a tendency standpoint, you can kind of lock in uh, on a number one receiver, double him, triple him, you know, kick coverage his way. Uh, and then all of a sudden, what, what do you have left uh, as a team? And so uh, for a, from a betting standpoint, I don't think Tennessee is well-rounded. Uh, and then certainly for other teams out there that have overpaid wide receiver, or overpaid a certain position, uh, I don't, there's a number of uh, situations in which they're, they're not well-rounded as well uh, as a complete roster. In the plus 325, plus 350 range in the division, where things sit right now is the Jags are an odds-on favorite, plus 250-ish to be a playoff team here in 2023. And to Michael's point about Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, it's, of course, franchise tag deadline day today as well uh, as we await that 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific deadline whether or not these players are going to sign that franchise tender. It doesn't seem like that's going to get done, at least based on the early reports that I've seen this morning for either Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs. But as we get closer to training camp and the start of the NFL season, do you foresee either one of those players having a prolonged holdout and potentially missing a game? You know, I, Saquon uh, is, is talking a big game as if he's going to do that. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, I, I don't know because of the system uh, that the Raiders use utilizes, you know, and, and they got Jameer White, a, a younger running back that maybe has a tremendous amount of upside. Uh, you know, the thing about it too, uh, Stormy and, and Michael, is when you look at Saquon and the production uh, that he had offensively, it's like, how are you going to replace that? I mean, maybe you think you can replace it, um, but I, I think these individuals have distinguished themselves. Like Josh Jacobs, over 2,000 yards, all-purpose yards. I mean, how do you just replace that? How, how, how does that happen? But uh, I, I think the market is where the market is at. I, I think the market has been controlled because these two guys, the best two at their position that could have been available via free agency, couldn't, I guess, influence the market, right? Uh, it's back in March or back in you know early days of free agency. So uh, I, I think at this point, it gets difficult from a salary cap standpoint and then certainly from a commitment standpoint. Uh, what these two organizations want to do. What would you? What were your thoughts on Evan Ingram, Mike, and signing with Jacksonville? I I thought Ingram, you know, could have, you know, he's more of a receiver than tight end, but I thought he did himself a really good deal. 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I don't know. You know, it's interesting because, you know, the tight end position is one of those positions, too, in which uh, you can have a distinct advantage from a matchup standpoint. But uh, coming off the year, uh, successful year, I, I think, uh, you know, if you're Ingram, you're taking advantage of the situation. And, and also uh, that tight end position is not uh, viewed as or, or the perception of that position uh, is not viewed as like the running back lack of production or, or not lack of production, a lack of um, um, longevity, uh, you know, injury situations. And, but, but to me, I think the running back is, is more important, right? But pass protection, um, just being that option, being a reliable target for a quarterback, or, or certainly if you're stumped as a play caller, at least, you know, you can run the football because you have a physical aspect to your game and, and certainly set up something. But, uh, I, I don't know why, uh, certain positions are overvalued or valued more then to me, the second most position, the most valuable position on the field on offense. All right, last 40 seconds here, Pritch. Let's go to your top five in the Pritch's pecking order, <laughs> top 20 NFL wide receivers. Your number one, Justin Jefferson, two, Devontae yep. Adams, three, Tyreek Hill, four, Jamar Chase, five, Stephon Diggs. Who of those top five has the best season this year? Oh, Justin Jefferson. Oh, He's you number didn't even have to, you didn't have to blink. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am in love with this guy's game, and, and I think uh, he's only getting better. You know, Jamar Chase, nine touchdowns in just 12 games. Uh, this guy is incredible to all of those guys, but uh, for my money, it's all about Justin Jefferson. Well, Tyreek Hill out here thinks he's going to have 2,000 receiving yards this season, so you never know. Pritch, thank you so much. appreciate your time, my man. Thanks, Pritch. Appreciate you. Thank you. That is Mr. Mike Pritchard, our lead NFL analyst here at VEASAN. Make sure you check him out at NFL on Twitter as well. We've got to step aside. We're going to talk a little bit about Tyreek Hill's comments, though, when we return. And will a record be broken in 2023? What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties here on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issues, non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you found us. Happy that you joined us today. Alongside Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. This is the time of the show, Michael, where we kind of go through everything that we talked about in the program and come up with our pro tip of the hour, betting insights that every single show tries to give, but in like a clear, distinct fashion. And as we were talking during the commercial break, you immediately said, I think the pro tip should just be... The, the pro tip should just be to tell everybody that Ryan Tannehill's the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I don't know how that's not wasn't <laughs> obvious. And yeah. when I looked at the board today and I saw that it was TBD, and let me say this as, as a backdrop to our betting tip today. Every time we look at our board, what has the odds on all sports, you know, basketball, football, you get all the, you know, when they put TBD, they're usually ahead of the curve. And if there's a quarterback in there, you know, maybe a half hour later, Twitter will have the quarterback starting. So they're usually never behind. But in this case, I think they were dramatically behind. Now, obviously, it doesn't affect the number. The number didn't rise. But to me, there's no competition for the starting quarterback in Tennessee. It's either Tannehill or he gets injured. Mm-hmm. And when he gets injured, now there's competition. But up until that point, I mean, I've said this numerous times, Stormy. I mean, Will Levis couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at mm-hmm. Penn State. How's he going to beat out Ryan Tannehill in his rookie year? It's yeah. not going to happen. So the reason they're excited about Hopkins is because they finally have a receiver who can get first downs to go along with Tannehill and Henry and the Spears kid who they really like and maybe the development of Burks to go along with a pretty good defense. You know, the other betting tip today is don't underestimate the Titans mm-hmm. because they're not as far away from the, the greatest team in, in football, Jacksonville, to where Tennessee is. Like, th- this is it's going to be a dogfight. Yep, we had uh, ESPN NFL Nation reporter who covers the Tennessee Titans as their beat writer, Teron Davenport, on the program earlier. And he said when he looks at the division, because I teed him up with the question asking if they're the clear number two 
behind Jacksonville and, you know, maybe the gap is closing. He said he thinks it's one and one A. He wouldn't even go out to say that he thinks that yeah. the Jags are better than them. So yep. um, I just think that's great information, especially where things sit right now in the AFC South, a good plus money price on the Tennessee Titans. And they added a good weapon there in the past game to help free things up a little bit for an offense we know is predicated on the run with Derrick Henry. VEASAN pro tips available at VEASAN.com. You can search them by sport and by show every single day. Where we're going to wrap things up here today, going back to a little wide receiver talk in general here, Tyreek Hill, stud wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. He's got that podcast, It Needed to Be Said. Not necessarily sure what he said in this week's pod needed to be said, but he said it anyways, talking about a very lofty goal and aspiration that he has. Take a listen here to Tyreek Hill. You breaking 2,000 yards next year? Receiver? I will break 2,000 yards next year, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm with it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Y'all heard of me just checking stuff off his bucket list. <laughs> I'm just checking it off my bucket list. And all I'm going to say is 2,000 yards was on my bucket list to get, bro, before I leave this league. Yeah. And, and y'all think the cheater going to leave without doing something he promised himself he going to do as a, as a jit? Yeah. I got y'all, baby. 2,000 yards and another Super Bowl. We getting that. Believe that. Okay. He said it. The record right. is 1,964 and a half yards set from Calvin Johnson. Um, and plus 350, yes, for that record to be broken. It's a minus 450 favorite on the no side of this. But Tyreek Hill, we know through nine games last season with Tua Tungavailoa healthy and all of the things, he was on pace to go over 2,000 yards. Like, I remember very vividly, he was like over 1,100 at that point, and that was a very real conversation topic at that point in the season. But I already told you multiple yeah. times, Michael, I'm not buying in on any Dolphins anything this year because I don't foresee Tua Tungavailoa being healthy and playing 15-plus games in a season, and those things go hand-in-hand. Hand. Tyreek Hill's success and Tua Tungavailoa go hand-in-hand. Hand. So how do you feel about the, the big 2,000-yard number he put out there? Well, I mean, it's it's not ridiculous to think this. Jerry Rice, at the age of 34 years old, no, I think it was 33 at the time, in 1995, he had 1,840 some yards, you know, and he averaged 15 yards a catch. He had 15 touchdowns, and this is when he's 34 years old. This is how great Jerry was. So that was with 16 games. So it's doable, but the difference here is Jalen Waddle's going to get the ball too, right? Like, you can't – if the goal is to get 2,000 yards, then is Waddle going to get his catches? Who else is going to make plays? And are they going to run it at all? I think sometimes what happens to Miami offense is they get so pre-locked into trying to get – throw the ball to to uh, to Tyreek Hill and to Waddle that they lose sight of control in the game and they play – and they don't really get the pace the game. That's why Dalvin Cook signing there would be ridiculous. They're 31st in rushing attempts, and I don't think that's going to change. Well, so that's an interesting point, too. We talk so much about their head coach, Mike McDaniel, coming over from San Francisco, where he was the run game coordinator for a long time. He was considered this run game guru. And then it is all just like lighten it up in the past game now that he's with Miami. Do you yeah. think, especially because Tua has had the injuries that he's had, that they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more, that maybe that could – I mean, but Tyreek Hill, 17, over 1,700 yards last year for him, and Jalen Waddle over 1,300 yards last year for him. It was all over the place in the past game. And, and the quarterback got killed. I yeah. mean, the quarterbacks got killed. They went through – they went through how many quarterbacks? They went through Tua. 
Don't forget they went through Teddy, too. Mm-hmm. And then Skylar Thompson had yeah. a play. And they've done nothing to fix their offensive line. Like, don't, don't you know, that's not happenstance, right? And the part is he got hired to control the pace of the game, but they're, they're trying to get the players their numbers. Winnings matter. Now, I mean, Tyreek Hill wants to win another Super Bowl. That's great. But I think there's got to be some respect to the quarterback. Can't, is not going to be able to stay healthy if we keep throwing it. Look, when Calvin Johnson got 2,000 yards, I don't believe that year they were a very good team in Detroit. You know, it was, it was you playing from behind a lot. And so you're, you're getting yards that don't really matter. They matter, but they don't. I'm, Calvin Johnson's a great player. Yeah. I'm not disputing this. But my point is, is I think, to me, the reason McDaniel got the job was because they wanted to protect <laughs> Tua, and all of a sudden he went through two quarterbacks. I mean, he went through two Teddy got yeah. hurt too. Yep. The, the prop for Tyreek Hill this year is 1,300 and a half yards receiving, which on the surface, like I said, he, he went over 1,700 last year. If Tua were to stay healthy and all of the things, like it seems like a clear over on that number. But not only do I not have faith that Tua is not going to stay healthy, but by the nature of like the way that a guy like Tyreek Hills plays, he's a speedster. He has stayed so healthy throughout his career. It's incredible. But he's approaching that 30-year mark. If Because he runs as hard as he does, if you pull a hammy, a calf, anything like that, you might miss a couple games too. That's just going to detract from that number. Yep. I feel like for me, and I feel bad like I'm dogging on the Dolphins when obviously they are such a, they're built to be such a good team and they are so talented, but I just can't buy in on anything right now because I just don't trust a lot of things when it comes to the health aspect. And so do I think that a wide receiver period can have 2000 yards in a 17 game season? Yes. Will it be this year? I don't know, but I think it's an attainable number for sure. But will it be Tyreek Hill this year? I'm not putting my money on that. Yeah, and and look, you know, if if they don't run the ball, Vic Fangio, we might see a fight on the sideline between Vic Fangio and Mike <laughs> yeah. McDaniel. I mean, my, Vic's not going to sit there and watch him just throw it all over the lot, I can tell you that. And Calvin Johnson, when he did get 1,900 and whatever it was, they finished, they were 4-12. and 12. Mm-hmm. They were 4-12 and 12 that year. So, like, it, it, I know it sounds great. But does it allow you to win? I'm all for making plays in the passing game. I'm all for you need explosive plays. But, you know, when you don't have another receiver, I mean, when you look at it, you know, they've got – I mean, Matthew Stafford was the quarterback and it was Calvin Johnson, right? And then they had Brendan Pettigrew was the tight end. He was the other guy. And Tony Schiffler was the tight end. They had two tight ends and a receiver, and they were 4-12. and That's not Miami. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. I I just don't see it panning out that way. Um and to our guy Mike Pritchard's point a little bit earlier, last segment, when he had Justin Jefferson listed as his number one wide receiver in the NFL, if I'm looking specifically at wide receiver props and those upper echelon all-pro guys, the over 1,350 for Justin Jefferson would be probably my preferred over if I had to pick one. So just some food for thought. Yep. Awesome edition of the Lombardi line yet again today, Michael. Have a great day. Thank you, Stormy. See you Wednesday. Yes, sir. That's a wrap for us today. VSIN Best Bets coming up next. Keep it locked all day on VSIN, the sports betting network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 